I love how organized you are. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to pinch nine tenths of your technique because this is amazing. <laughs> this has been so smooth and amazing. I'm here for it. Yes. Thank you. You know the bit at the beginning of the podcast? Yeah. I'm going to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dating My Mates, a podcast with me, Katrina E. Lawrence, a podcast where I fire my arsenal of questions, usually reserved for poor, unwitting dates, at one of my mates. And this week I have Princess. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, babe? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Um, Yeah, I'm really good. All the better for seeing you. Oh, I'm so back at you. (laughs) I'm always one of those... Was it this year that I saw you or last year? Do you know what? It's all blurring into one. I'm like, I think, I think it was last year. I think it's been a full year. Has it? Because I, I do I do it by your cousin's performances. So like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and the, the album's a year old. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it was last yeah. year. Big shout out to Liz Lawrence. Go. Yeah, there you go. I always rep Liz Lawrence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I always feel like a dickhead because she's actually fucking amazing. So yeah. I won't I won't say to someone, oh, this is my cousin's music. Because you know when you're like, uh, yeah, my friend's in a band. Like, you should really listen to their music. It's shite. So like, I always just like send it to people and then they'll get it. But also because I've only just really started using my last name in a public yeah. domain. So people wouldn't associate. Liz Lawrence, listen to her albums. She's great. And it's just, it's it's like movie music it's she's the soundtrack to your life it's such a soundtrack it's such a soundtrack and i think um she's got a friend uh, she's got a friend she's got many friends and none of them are okay she's got a (laughs) song called none of my friends are okay and it's literally like the 2020 anthem it's become yes i could gush forever about her but what i'm gonna do is gush about you Um, but we met a very long time ago didn't we and we worked together and you saw me at the height of my illness basically I was not a well bunny but you were always a someone that just kind of was at the sidelines cheering me on and then we reconnected again when I was you know in a in a much better place and it's meant the world to me and it's just lovely having you in my life yeah it's great do you know when people say stuff like that? I'm like, uh, I'm, I never take that information well. I'm like, well, well, do you know what? You as a person, you've done all the work and you're just there. And I just, I was, I was just a footnote. Just a no, footnote. no, 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 no. <clears throat> having that support is, is integral. So I appreciate you. And also you're just lovely and loads of fun. So that's great. Uh, I, I like to say I'm fun, but I just don't get out of my house much. So, like, <laughs> oh, no, nor, nor do I. But also, you've got a great excuse now, so I wouldn't worry too much. About yeah, it, exactly. Like. So everyone's like, come outside. I'm like, it's a pandemic. Yeah, no. yeah. No, I'm saving the world. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's been the highlight and low light of your day thus far? Highlight is actually, I know this is going to sound so cliche, is <laughs> actually talking to you. Um, well, just talking to people because I I yeah. was chatting to my sister. So me and her have been getting quite close uh, since she's like gotten older. And um, she calls me, we FaceTime most of the time. And she's just telling me about like a guy she's seeing, some products. She's all of the stuff that I wanted yeah. from a sisterly relationship that we just didn't have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and That's then beautiful. talking to you because it's like talking to someone who isn't yeah. Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love guys. him so much, but I'm like, I'm in the house with you 24-7. Yeah. Lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. What's um, been your low light having to talk to Gareth? <laughs> no. <laughs> the low light is just feeling um a bit sick. Cause I'm always I'm just always a bit ill. Like all of my friends know there's always something like uh I've got surgery in a few months time and I just I'm just tired of being ill do you know what I mean like I'm sick and tired yeah absolutely no I feel um, you. Yeah. you're like me though I, you're what I describe as a sickly child yeah just the yeah. adult version like you know um you know on a uh, uh secret garden Colin Creevely is it the one that's in the bed he's just like yeah 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 ghost, ghost boy we're like that's him. us because <laughs> I, like, I always tell people they're like I, I was a sickly child yeah I, I do too I love that god at least we're fucking aware yeah we know that we're a pain in the ass so the low light is just being ill all the fucking time yeah yeah that's fine but other than that you know life's good I still have a job I always me and my sister we were like do you are you still working I'm like I'm still working are you still working <laughs> I'm still working like yay jobs it's a, it's a blessing at the moment though yeah, yeah definitely yeah. um so you are in a relationship but Gal's given you the green light to cheat and uh go on a date with me which is very nice are you in mm-hmm. an open relationship or are you just no do, do you, you have what? a pass with me do you do you do you know what we had that discussion because I was just kind of like could do you know when you get celebrity hall passes but because yeah. we live in London a lot of the celebrities that yeah. I like he's just like <laughs> no because you could actually meet <laughs> them yeah I've <laughs> yeah. had that before yeah yeah so he's just like Charlie Hunnam is a no and um, also he's a fucking bellend is that the one who was on Queer as Folk and is on yeah because I fell in love with him off of Queer as Folk I watched that and I was just Brent, like have you ever seen him in interviews <laughs> have you seen him act what is his accents like I'm very much in agreement okay, with Gareth okay. I, I will not let his peen go anywhere near you you are too good for that fuck boy Kat do you know what let's just let's just Let's just agree to disagree on this on this particular point. Okay. Charlie Hunnam is a fine piece, a juicy meat. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to him as meat. Okay. Um. <laughs> and, and I will I'll let you do that because I think he is a bit of a pile of shit. I'm I, saying I, this purely from some interviews that I've seen. I'm sure if I met the guy, I'd be like, he's bloody babe. Yeah, do you know what? Based off the interviews, he is a prick. Because I, <laughs> I I I did read the interview. That he was just like, yeah, I don't want to get married. And his girlfriend of like 25 years, who he's engaged to now, was just like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> um, I think I have an attraction to dickheads. Gareth is not a dickhead. He's a wonderful, yeah, yeah. very, very caring, gentle human being. He's but that part of me who likes a bad boy um, is, is attracted to Charlie Hunnam. Although I think now it, I want someone who has almost been the bad boy and has that energy about them, mm. but now works on themselves and meditates and potentially does yoga and is quite clean, clean <laughs> eating and all that sort of stuff. So like they look like they would fucking destroy your life, but they're just very lovely. Like that's so what I want. So you want a hipster daddy? I want so... a hipster for sure. I've you know I've come to terms with the fact that. I just get an absolute stonk on for hipsters. And I've also accepted the fact that I am a hipster. I did that many moons ago. I feel like we've come to the, we've both come to the same conclusion because because mm. I was very much against, one of my friends said to me once, he's like, you're so hipster, you don't know you're hipster. And I was just mm. like, This is the you. thing, it's such a catch 22. The biggest thing that you can do to reveal yourself as a hipster is deny that you're a that hipster. That you're a hipster. <laughs> I feel like we've both got record players. Yeah. Um, 
I collect art. You collect yeah. <laughs> like I art collect pieces. Everything. You collect everything. I go to secondhand shops to buy clothes. You go to secondhand shops. But to then buy I'm clothes. that dickhead that goes, yeah. Well, I used to get bullied when I used to shop in charity shops when I was younger. But I've been doing it since I was like seven, <laughs> just to prove myself to the world that I've been a hipster through and through <laughs> since birth, practically. Like fuck off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. But yeah, no. I I would have thought I wanted a reformed bad boy. Hmm. But Gareth is just really, really nice. Through yeah, but through. Gareth looks cool as fuck. Yeah, he does. It's all about <laughs> the top layer. <laughs> it's like if people walk past you in the street, would they be like, hmm, he looks like he could play. And yeah, then, no, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the, the tattoos, he's got the tattoos. He's yeah, the yeah, and the beard. And that, yeah, it's all that. So yeah, it's and all, all my friends say as well, they're like, print out, like, you, you did well for yourself this time around. Because like, for all of you partners, <laughs> it's the best looking. I was like... And all about the personality for me, not about the looks, okay? So but. who is your number one celebrity crush? Oh, oh. Gaspard Uliel. Who is this? So Gaspard Uliel starred in a film called Hannibal Rising, where he played young Hannibal. And mm. he also is the uh, Chanel Blue um, guy. Chanel in Bleu. The, Chanel Bleu. Bleu. Chanel Bleu. Bleu. He's yeah. French. And yeah. he has a scar on his cheek that he, he got from yeah. um, being attacked by a dog. Attack. Oh, it but actually no, was being attacked by something. By, by a dog when wow. he was younger. So when he smiles, it's a little bit sinister, but absolutely gorgeous at the same time. Mm. I have a scar on my ass from when a dog bit me. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same effect. It doesn't really look like a bad boy. But do when you clench, does it give you a butt cheek dimple? Uh, I think it does, actually. Yeah, do you know yeah. what? It's still cute. It's still cute. Thank I bite it. <laughs> I mean, that's within all the other dimples that are now my gorgeous <laughs> behind. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an, an orange skin cheek is beautiful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's the shape of an orange, my, my <laughs> bum as well. You yeah. know what? I've got a flat one for a black woman. I'm really, really just like, I'm so upset. Aww. And it's like, it's not jiggly. It's just very small and muscular. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gareth's like, but look, I can cup it. I can put a little bit in my hair. And I'm like, have shut you up. Got, have you got like a high tie ass that all men? No, like, I'm no. a flat back bitch. Like flat literally, bitch. unless I'm a flat back bitch. Unless I, I, I can't even twerk. I'm gonna do it for you. No one else will be able to see the. But like, there's not. There's li- literally. There's, oh, you got back. an ass. It's back. <laughs> well, Lawrence, it's black. Not black. It's not black. It's black. But it's back. It's also a pack. It's also a pack. But it literally is. Um, I've got like these tiny little bit of muscles that kind of sit. So if I'm wearing really, really tight jeans, it kind of moves it slightly upwards. Mm. But if you look at me and I'm wearing mum jeans, baggy jeans, mm. I just don't have anything at, at all. So you, what's your what's your best feature? My best feature are my legs. You have got sensational pins. Thank you. I get them from my dad. I got I get quite a lot of my good part, body parts from my dad. So yeah, he's yeah. got very... Uh, muscular legs so from the bottom half literally from my pelvis down I'm quite muscular so my calves very defined thigh thighs I didn't have cellulite in my thighs until five years ago yeah yeah so everything just looked like a Uh, like an athlete (laughs) like an athlete yeah just effortlessly (laughs) athletic um, but my top half looks like I I don't leave my sofa so it's almost like um what's that uh, what's that game where you put different body parts and stack them on top of each other? You, have you I seen? Like, it, was it like? Oh, did you used to write it down and then pass it around in a circle and like someone would draw the legs and then someone would draw the body and then someone would draw the face? 
no <laughs> just like i was like oh, is God. this is I'm this sure. game called Sociopath? Like, I think no. maybe this was a like, let's keep Katrina nice and busy for the next four <laughs> hours. <laughs> maybe it was no. one of those games. This is like, okay, so I, I have this. I, I have things from my childhood that I think are like across the board, standard things. And then I'll say them in general conversation and people just look back at me with blank stares. And one of them was... <laughs> I was talking to someone and they, they were asking me what my favourite pudding was as a child. And I, I was like, oh my God, silver balls and custard. So I and know those like, silver balls, but yeah, that wasn't a thing. And yeah, I was but... like, silver balls and custard. Did you never eat silver balls and custard? No, what the fuck are you on about? I was like, the silver <laughs> balls that you get in baking. And then you put them in the custard and the silver melts and you can make patterns with it. And they just looked at me as if I'd basically been living in a mental asylum without knowing it as a child. And they've just been placating me with made up food. So I understand the concept of silver balls and custard. Sure, sure. Well, that's that's but, more than they did. That's for sure. But no one I know has. No, ever okay. Eaten. <laughs> this yeah. is what but, I mean. Oh, okay, cool. But this comes from a child who grew up in a house where we ate very strange desserts. Because my mum, mm. when she came to this country, she didn't know what a Yorkshire pudding was, so she'd eat Yorkshire pudding with jam. So yes, when I, but that's tasty. I've had that. It's delicious, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, crispy and delicious. But um, yeah, so it wasn't until I was like 13 that I realised the Yorkshire pudding is part of a roast dinner. <laughs> Were you like, why is this cake on my plate with these yeah, potatoes exactly. I'm like, and this? <laughs> this a jam, this a jam. What, what's your favourite um, body part? Oh, I don't know. Well, I like my bum. I like my lips. I was about to say, I like your bum. That's one thing. I know this is going to sound weird, but every time you're on the shop floor and you like had like a really nice pair of jeans on, your mm, bum is just every like, day. It was just every day. I was just like, damn it. Like, Oh, but just... you, you, I remember you complimenting me on my boobs once. Oh well. my gosh, your boobs are phenomenal. Like they're just, they were just there. And I was just like. <laughs> but I think everyone was just a bit like, why does this girl not wear a bra to work? I, do you know what? I kind of hated you for it. But then also mm. I was just like, if I had tits like that, I would never wear a bra either. Mm. I wouldn't. Like mm. they were just, they're beautiful. You've, nice. you've been blessed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I hated my boobs for ages. It was around that time I wanted a boob job as well. So the reason I bring that into conversation is not just to make myself feel better, which is a good thing, but also because it was one of the factors in me being like, oh no, I've got good boobs. I just like, I think it's easy to, and this is not, this is just, I'm just talking about general. It's easy to kind of think, you know, what you don't have is is better especially because of just everything that we see other yeah. people because even my sisters recently started commenting about wanting a boob job and she's got more than a handful of titty and I'm just yeah. like but also I think for because I've got very big boobs one boob, boob I weighed it in, on the shop floor <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you were there and you were I like Prim, what are you doing <laughs> I was there <laughs> no I was like go on do it girl <laughs> so one boob is actually like two and a half to three kg mm-hmm. and then wow. so the way I carry it but also the the shape of them so mm-hmm. if I don't wear a bra it looks like I've got perky boobs that's because you don't know where the nipple is sure <laughs> so there was one time like when I started uni I just consistently didn't wear a bra because I didn't like them mm-hmm. and my friends were always talking about how I had perky boobs and I was like I really don't like mm-hmm. I just I don't mm-hmm. so I took my friend's hand and I let her trace the shape of my boob yeah. and she was she was just kind of like waiting to hit the nipple and she didn't it kept going and it kept going and it kept going it kept going and then she hit it I kid you not she laughed for 20 minutes straight she was just oh, like no. what the heck and I was like I have saggy boobs so yeah, I have yeah. my mum says they're called teardrops and she yeah she assures me they're better for breastfeeding 
So oh well, you know, thank like, God. <laughs> she's like <laughs> the highest <laughs> two years of your life. They'll be like really useful. Do you know what I mean? But um, and she's like, now they're in that position. They're not gonna like. It's not like you're gonna lose anything from them going from here to here. You know, mm. they've they've always been in that position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And. She's like, men just want them in their face. And, you know, she it, it, it was true. I literally just had to be like, <laughs> wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> and they were happy. But so. that's the thing, Print. I, I have never, can never, will never give anyone a tit wank. And that's just something I've had to learn to accept. I will say it's, it's, it's a lot of work that I'm happy, you know, as your friend that you've not had to do like okay just, i appreciate yeah. that thank you it's just it's not needed it doesn't yeah. make anyone happy apart from them and i'm like this is not i'm <laughs> and not, that's about not worth it to me <laughs> making you happy like no yeah what am i getting out of this yeah fair. not a lot fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah having isn't it weird though that we don't ask guys for like oh god can you give me a peck wank please yeah. <laughs> please can i just rub myself on your peck and get off like it's just well, yeah. not a thing or like a clip wank where they just go like yeah <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I've never had that before. But I definitely didn't ask for that. Exactly. Yeah. Have you? Has anyone ever? Have you ever experienced anyone saying something to you and you'd just be like, "No, <laughs> that it's not." You know what? Someone asked me this the other day, and I did not. Ha- I did not have an answer. They were like, "What's the weirdest thing someone's asked you to do in the bedroom?" I don't have an answer, and I said that either makes me really, really kinky or really, really vanilla. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let you decide which one that is. Yeah. I think you're very vanilla. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go opposite because yeah. I feel like... Everyone thinks I'm this fucking do not approach unless you've got anal beads, a whip, this, that. <laughs> and I just want someone to like... When I masturbate, I think about people telling me they love me. <laughs> it's just like... Like missionaries, like, look at me, look at me, say my name, tell me you love me. <laughs> That's what gets me off, is intimacy. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Like, I want you to hold me, I want you to look in my eyes, I want this to be a moment. My vanilla might not be someone else's vanilla, and I'm quite aware I mean? of that. I'm vanilla with the pods in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not like it's economy like... vanilla. I'm like the, the Madagascan, <laughs> like, oh, it's exotic vanilla. That's me, I'd say. I, yeah. I would say I'm the vanilla, like, extract Mm, you know because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i've got yeah. a little bit of i've got a little bit of movement with me oh i like I'm that a little yeah. bit trippy <laughs> i i'm just very i'm a very dominant person mm. i'm very i know what i want and especially when i'm in my own home i can exert that power and for a lot of guys it doesn't make it makes them uncomfortable but that's amazing that you've got that awareness and that you yeah. and that you put that into practice there's definitely this this kind of uh people think that generally it's like guys are the ones that have to take control and or or wait let me think about this so it's almost like if a woman is asking for the sex or it's they're 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 the one that wants it it emasculating towards the guy if they don't like it or they say no so it's almost like it's like well why don't you want to have sex with it's fucking there it's on a plate and actually a lot of guys will give into that and they'll feel like, oh God, shit, yeah, I have to, otherwise I'm not a real man or, you know, and then and then sometimes it's, they don't want to make you feel bad, but 
there's it's so important to have that dialogue and that communication but i think with sex a lot of people don't want to have discussions around it they feel a certain way about it you know i i for years felt like i'd missed the class at school where we spoke about sex and we spoke about all the things that i thought everyone else knew about it they'd been given the handbook that i didn't have and i think that we all are for a vast majority of your life it's the blind leading the blind because we've <laughs> learnt from porn we've learnt from these weird little things at school and then suddenly it's right go forth and have sex sex is so many things it's great but it's also really terrifying and it's confusing and it's sloppy and dirty and gross and fabulous and and it's not one way as well it's not one way being heterosexual you assume sex is one specific way yeah and it wasn't in talking to my friend who really like she says why why do you equate penetration and sex so then like it means that the kind of sex that i have isn't sex and i didn't think about it that way yeah totally it's so it's so densely packed just sex with so many things in so many ways and it means different things to different people but i think it's important yeah it's communication but i think a lot of the reason people don't want to communicate their wants needs desires is because it's giving part of yourself and and if this person doesn't like the way that you do this they don't like you or you're bad at Mm. this thing and it's literally different strokes for different folks some people like it one way and you have to ask and it's that thing of you know i for a long time was like asking is not sexy but there's a way you can do it yeah and then i think it's also it's just that you should just say it because asking ensures your safety somebody else's safety ensures pleasure and i think people forget that like that's the thing if you tell someone what you want you're gonna get off quicker (laughs) yeah exactly and it's just it's you you need to but like they say it's something that you should just do and generally and check it because you don't know like one day someone could be you know i've been in relationships where i i've i've had sex relations sexual relations I've been intimate and it's just, I, it was not okay. Mm. I was not there for it. So, and yeah. I think as a woman, we like, and a, so sorry to bring race to it, as a black woman, there's this whole kind of idea of struggle love. Like, you know, yeah, we have yeah. to struggle through it because that's what's love like. And it's like, no, I've just learned no love for anyone should be struggle love. Love is, being in relationships is hard, but it shouldn't be a struggle. If you're both working towards, stuff you always become there'll always be obstacles there'll always be things to overcome but in this in essence it shouldn't be a struggle doesn't mean to be the opposite where love you know cures everything in these way because that's that doesn't work either it's unrealistic but yeah yeah yeah. no you're totally right and it is and it's so like myriad things play into it from someone's background and that can be cultural that can be their upbringing in general that can be you know their school environment their pals their peers uh, that shaped them and they bring all of that with them that's what we bring with us what do you look for in someone oh this is a hard one because for a very long time I didn't know myself yeah. so I wasn't really looking for anything in anyone and had very bad partners mm-hmm. um and like my partner now does embody a lot of these things I want I would want someone who is ambitious and this, and when I say ambitious, yeah. it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, reaching for CEO, like, you know, got Jeff drive. Bezos. Yeah, you just have drive. That's on my I want, list of things as well, someone that's driven. Because also, I am a driven person, but I have my own issues. So it's just kind of like, I want, I want someone who's slightly opposite to me so we can feed off each other and push each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where you need encouragement and support, 
in one particular area, I would be the, I, I would need encouragement and support in that area. And then you could encourage me and support me in my area. Yeah. I want someone who is funny yes. because <clears throat> at the end of the day, even though Gareth is a sexy piece of pie, mm-hmm. it fades, yeah. <laughs> looks fade. So laughter, I think I look at my parents' relationship and the fundamental thing between them is that they're friends, they gossip, uh, they have respect to each other, but they make each other laugh. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. they enjoy each other's company. And family, how somebody is with their family is really important to me. Yes. Because I intend to look after my family in their old age. And with Gareth, when I met him, he's very, um, I wouldn't even say close to this family, but the family dynamic is really, really good. They yeah. talk to each other. They know each other's about, about each other's lives. Like he was telling me how like when he was younger, a, a few things happened, but the first person that he spoke to was his dad so that's kind of the relationship yeah. I want and he I can see how caring his like his dad loves him so much like yeah um and there's no none of this kind of like oh I'm a man you're like a man section, so we can't sectioned off kind of thing yeah because yeah. one thing I loved is that every time Gareth's dad went to work in the morning he'd give him a kiss on the head and you know as Love a Love 30 that. year old man he yeah. still let his dad kiss him on the head so that's yeah. like that kind of dynamic yeah. that I like yeah. so ambition I think um, though it's important to say there's people that come from you know broken homes and people that don't have that close family unit for many reasons but to me then those are the people that you look at the family they've created around them with their friends and that and then that's where you look to isn't it how do they interact and who and and how do they talk and how do they talk about people and talk about their family is there an understanding there do they understand why things are the way they are even if it has to be that way definitely because I would say out of us two I'm that person so Mm. I'm not really close to my family Mm. and not because my parents are really bad people Mm. or my family but it's just family dynamics things that have happened we're just not close so for a long time I didn't go home for Christmas for a long time I didn't talk to my sister Mm. so in essence anyone who's coming into a relationship with me I had the you know bigger amount of baggage right right and I think personally and I would put my hands up admitting this I wasn't fair to other people because I had my own baggage and I had my own issues with my family I think I purposely sought people who had a better family dynamic and you're right being older now I can see like I've created my own family I've put people around me who are just like and I always tell people once you're my friend you're not my friend anymore you're family and I will go above one thing my friend said to me recently was I I loved it she's like Prune you're flaky as fuck but when we really need you you are there yeah. She's like, I can rely on you because I know you will be there for the important stuff. And, and and that's and that's the thing. And I think I didn't give anybody else that was coming into my life the benefit of that, the, the benefit yeah, of the doubt yeah. when it came to that. Um, I think I'm a lot better now, but yeah, definitely you have to look at how someone interacts with people in general. What have they created? What are they kind of like running away from? Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I dated someone and they they you know, one of the reasons I didn't want to leave them was because I was so concerned about the fact that they didn't have a support network. But that says a lot. That says a lot that they haven't created that for themselves and I can no longer be the person that is their everything in their life, you know. But, yeah, so what else do you look for? Um, I also look for curiosity because... I love that. You know, you can have a person who's got hobbies and stuff like that, but if they're not hungry to like look for something else and because life is life is very very um predictable 
and there are patterns we're going to fall into there's just it's just how it is especially if you want to play the game of um, capitalism you go to work you come home you eat you sleep repeat right but if someone's curious you can kind of like take pleasure in the simple things together because of that so yeah, yeah, yeah. one thing I love about Gareth is he also he's like me he'll hear about something and then fall into the black hole of like researching it wanting to try yeah, it out let's just yeah, do yeah. this oh, and he's like he knows random shit about random shit just like me so he's like, like in 1845 so I definitely think um and I think this is a value that I've kind of subconsciously kind of given to my brother and sister because they're very much curious like me and when they find people who don't want to question things about life they get kind of like bored and kind of disgusted by it yeah and I didn't know I had that influence but they're like yeah no I need someone to yeah but then it's not to say people who aren't curious but it's just who you match with do you know what I mean Yeah, like you're allowed to say things that you like about people what you're attracted to and I think there's a lot of like shaming that goes on like fuck me I've said it before but I was shamed shamed for not being able to get over someone's style but to me style says everything about you I'm not talking about fashion I'm not talking about following trends if you have style then I want to put you on you know yeah I want to try you people aren't honest with themselves because the thing is like you you're with someone so I dated this guy it was like your summer romance and his name was and he was amazing amazing guy he even said to me like because we knew it wasn't going to go anywhere he's just like I want you to find someone his, this is not his accent I want you to find someone who treats you like I do and I was like ah. and he's like no you are a wonderful woman find someone who loves you treats you like you're a queen and I was just like okay but looking back at it now, as wonderful as he is, we didn't match. Mm, yeah. Um, aesthetically and in certain certain areas, we didn't match. So, like, he dressed. <laughs> okay, I'm not like he's a lovely human being. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even finish that. Hey, sentence. someone could be lovely but dress fucking terribly. It was horrible. The two can was... coexist. Although, I, I mean, I don't know actually. <laughs> <laughs> I have quite strong feelings about it. It wasn't my my cup of tea. And, yeah. you know, and I so spent, it was bad, yeah. It, it was, was bad. bad. And I had spent <laughs> the majority of my adult life dressing badly. And I'd finally gotten to a point really? where I was stylish. Yeah, I was, <laughs> it was really bad. Really? I'll, I'll show you a Facebook picture sometime. A you're steep just like, learning curve. It was a steep learning curve. You'll be like, Prin, what the hell, what's, what's this going on? It makes me feel a bit sick. Um, uh, yeah. But, so I was just like, yeah, it's an important thing. It's an yeah. important thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you, is there anything else that you like? Is there anything more shallow that you enjoy? More shallow. <laughs> a nice bum. Gareth has a really nice bum. It's like huge. Kind of you want to bite into it huge. I was going to say, Prin just did a, a chomp there. Chomp. Yeah. I love butts you can chomp into. Like, yeah. so, uh, great butt. Someone who's taller than me, only because, no, no, I'm not into this, like, I am short. So for everyone out there listening, I am like, I barely scrape five foot one. So I'm yeah. tiny. You're and... one of the only people in the world that's smaller than me because I'm like, five, <laughs> I'm five two five three. Okay, so if you're five two five three, I'm five one. I'm five five one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Gareth is not; he's like five six, so he's not that much taller than me. But I just like to think in my mind if I'm gonna have kids because I even said to Gareth, "You've got really banging calves. I've got banging calves. You're not too tall. I'm not too tall. <laughs> We're basically gonna breed trolls, really butch trolls." <laughs> What more can you want in life? Do you know what I mean? But I was, I was hoping to land someone taller purely because I want to give my kids a chance. I can't reach the top part of my fridge. Mm-hmm. I have to have a step ladder in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah so that's like superficially height means, but 
it's a nice addition but i missed out on it so uh yeah so i think what's your biggest turn off in someone i think it would be the lack of drive oh really yeah lack of drive because god forgive you gareth for saying this like gareth does have he is someone who has so many great ideas and so many um ways he could do things and I think but then this is this is also me I'm this person as well mm. like it's a confidence if you don't have confidence to do something and so I I kind of see it from that point of view so it's not like off-putting because you just I don't know what he's experienced to make him feel a certain way about something right but if I'm a partner coming into a new relationship and consistently someone just doesn't try just doesn't do anything it's really off-putting for me because I'm like why not mm. you know why not because it's it's I feel I feel like for both of us we have experienced those instance, instances where we want to do something and we don't do it but I feel like eventually we end up doing something do you yeah. know what I mean and it's just like just try fail at it but I think th- also it might be correct me if I'm wrong it's part of that thing which happens for me a lot which is when I am really pissed off with someone about something or I'm frustrated with them in something they're doing or their behavior it's because they're reflecting my own yeah things back at me right yeah so there's people in my life that I'm like why can't they just oh god they're so amazing why can't they just do this thing and you know they're, they're wasting themselves or did and i know it's because that's my greatest fear realized i'm looking at that you know yeah and, and it's it, and, I, and i'm actually frustrated at myself not them i need to, to meet them with compassion rather than but then i think when it comes to a relationship and it's fundamental stuff that's you know you're not willing to work at what we have then it'll see you yeah and I think it, you're, you've hit the nail on, on the head. It's literally when I see something in myself that I just don't don't like, mm. I, can't, I can't be around that. And I'm not, it's really weird. Like my friends would say I'm compassionate. I don't judge too much and, and whatnot. I do judge, but internally, because sometimes it's not my business to say. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have that patience in relationships. I just don't. And it's really bad and it's something that I have to work on myself, but just generally... I'm just kind of like if I see things a few times and it gets it gets to me but you're right it's 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 aspects of myself that are reflected back at me that I don't like it's I think it's voicing it it's being aware of yourself that you're doing it self-awareness is not something you don't become suddenly self-aware of everything in your life ever you you learn a lot of things by not being self-aware and then when you get that oh cool right I don't want to do xyz again we all we all get there eventually hopefully but it but it's yeah it's what it's 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 knowing what you need and that you need someone that fulfills these things having someone that reflects your own shit back at you that says more about the work that we need to do on ourselves yeah, as opposed to them definitely. it's like if we get comfortable with that stuff then they will will be less bothered about their stuff but have you got any pet peeves <laughs> anything that just really irks you or makes you want to be a bit sick in your mouth about so we're on this date right now mm-hmm. this candlelit date in this gorgeous restaurant that we're in mm. and um i'm doing something and you're like oh my god i'm ready to leave now i really hate the phrase fair enough i don't know where that comes from i don't know why and you know what, talk- Prince, that's fair enough I'm head out. <laughs> good gets up off a chair and leaves. And it's 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 not something that would end the date, but depending on how often you said it, 
I'd just be like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with you. I'm not fucking with you after this date. Okay, so firstly, I'm now aware, and whenever people say this to me, I, I, all I can concentrate on is that phrase or that word, and I will say it. And I know I say this, but I will now be saying it about seventy times throughout this, and I, I can only apologise. Because I feel, I feel like for me, it's just like it's so dismissive, and I know it's just a saying. It doesn't like I'm that person who reads too much into the smallest thing, and it's just like fair enough. I'm like, but why? But why do you not care? Are you that flippant? Like, I just, I don't understand where at some point that happened. I do know what you mean. It can be used as a passive aggressive thing. And actually, oh my God, you're so right. If someone texts me that, fuck (laughs) you, buddy. Fuck you. Because what you're basically saying is, well, if that's the opinion you want to have, or if that's how you want to be. Yes, that's what I hear. When When someone says, fair enough, that's what I hear. And then also, it's like physically, I get a little, like you flick to me. I'm like, oh, okay. What about if I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. That's different. Like, it's, I feel yeah. like it's the inflection as well. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. But it's when someone's like, it's fair when... enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah Even it's... that tone, the exact tone you said in, fair enough. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, okay. He's like, when I'm coming at you and you're like, okay. I'm like. Yeah. 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 Fair yeah. enough. I'm going to have a look at the... Uh, fair enough. Are you going to look at the etymology of fair enough? I am. I fucking print. I get off on etymology of words. Me too! I'm like, where did it come from? How yeah. did it make it here? Why is it this now? <laughs> oh my God. It comes from the fairground game in which balls are thrown at coconuts balance on poles. If you manage to knock over a coconut, you win it. Hence the phrase... Okay, that's not the right etymology. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Can I give you a fun fact? Fun, fun fact. Fun fact about genius. The word genius. Always. So the word genius was supposed to um, comes from a Latin word of well, I can't. I can't remember what the Latin word is. Sorry, but mm. the essential meaning of genius was to be an expert in a particular field, right? And it wasn't right. until the forties when it started getting used in like media and in movies that it became a catch-all for intelligence. So this is the thing. So that's why, you know, you can get smart, dumb people. Like Elon Musk is a genius in his field. Um, Kanye West is a genius in his field, but they're not geniuses in the the true sense of the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love the fact that you um, were describing genius and then you were like, I can't remember the Latin for it. But (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to my mum last night about genius and madness and that they have to coexist. You cannot be operating at that level and not have a brain that is just like, woo. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just with creativity. Like my cousin did um, an art degree and they specifically had a, a, a therapist or counsellor on site for that particular course because mm. artists are prone to yep. to, to that. And she, she actually, I think she did an like a, an evening course or something of trying to understand why that is so someone's like madness in in creativity yeah and whatnot so it's just creativity as well as it's like it's kind of like a never-ending concept so your Mm. brain whereas something that's more mathematical or pragmatic it's got an end to it and then you go on to the next thing whereas creativity and creativity is so intrinsically linked to who you are as a person and you're putting out this content and you feel it's do you like me yeah you know like people I I, I don't know correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think you get many mathematicians that are like 
are they going to like my theory? Yeah. It is what it is. Oh, well done. You got the answer to that thing. But yeah, I've definitely dated. I dated someone who was an ex-professional footballer, but now he was doing a PhD. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's doing a PhD. Like, wow. And um, he was so stupid. <laughs> As my mum would say, common sense isn't common. Right. I, and it baffled me. It really, really. And I suddenly was like, oh, no, you know a lot about this thing because you've educated yourself in this field, not the football field, the other thing that he did. Um, and yeah, I just was agog at some of the things he did. Mouth agape. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't hide how I feel. We all, as you know, my fucking facial expressions are ridiculous. What's your um best first date scenario? Oh, I think just like with with Gareth, he took me to because we both hipsters and bougie <laughs> as hell. He took me to a speakeasy. Yeah, nice. And it's it was one of those where it doesn't have a name. You just have to find the coordinates in it. It's like a little hole in the wall and go down to the of basement. Of course it was, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we go down and me being a modern woman, I was like, no, I'll pay. He didn't fight me on it. I was a bit upset, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a thing. Like, if we... <laughs> I'm a feminist. I'm going Dutch. This is it. And then they say nothing and people are like, Oh, well, yeah. you, you were meant, there was meant to be a battle that went on here. There was meant yeah, to be a exactly. power thing where I was like pretending that I was absolutely fine with this and I'm a fucking <laughs> boss ass bitch. But actually, I just want you to swoop in and pay for everything. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, he did say later on, he was just like, I've, he's been on dates where he tried to like fight girls on it and yeah. it just didn't go down well. So he was just like, he said it. I'm not to be gonna... fair, yeah, yeah, I've also had friends that are like, and he would not back down, and, da, 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 and I'm like, well, okay, so yeah. either way can go too far. If yeah. you go too far. And, so and he... also, like, if you are saying you're paying half, you need to be all right with the fact that you're paying half. I just think some people <laughs> like the dance, don't they? Yeah, they like the dance. But even that, I did say to him, look, look, I'll pay for the drinks, and you can pay for the next one, which he mm. never did, because we didn't end up having another drink. So... The, the date, so this is, this is what I, I loved about the date and I love about dates is we just ended up talking for yeah. five hours. So the one drink we had like a, he had an old, we both had old fashions and we just sat there and we just talked. Such fucking hipsters, I love it. He shooted his shot, gave me a kiss. It was very, it was very, very nice. So it literally is, and I think I just in general, I talk too much, but then I generally talk too much and you know, Freudianly, I talk a lot about my mum. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But <laughs> <laughs> straight on date one. So here's yeah. my sh- here's my shit about my mum. Uh, can, yeah. can you do? Can you deal with this? Or? It's like this is the baggage. Douche. <laughs> like, so what? Like what about that situation? Would you say like, if you were to carry that forward and say, generally speaking, I love this on a, a date. Is it the fact that he took initiative and chose where you were going? Is it where you went? And he just made me feel comfortable. I think like I'm always really awkward and I always anticipate things are going to be either difficult or they're going to be strained. And like like this date, this is a this is a you know a, a hypothetical scenario date, but it's still comfortable. But I don't I, know, I just nearly burnt myself on the candle there. <laughs> so, and my 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 arm hair, we could smell it. <laughs> But then also before the date started, I just was like, well, if we have nothing to talk about, if I freeze up and whatever, but it's just a, it's that comfort. 
And um, I just think if someone has uh, an energy that's on my wavelength, you know, mm. we could go for a walk. We could be, mm. you know, sitting under a bus stop. I would still think it a great date. So it's just making so it's me a feel... It's a person. It's a person. making and... you feel comfortable. But I think that's the thing that we always do, isn't it? It's we, we automatically go to the worst thing. And I think a lot of people's worst fear is being on a date with someone they don't want to be on a date with. Yeah. And that's the situation that we have a lot of the time now because of the way that we meet people. Because a lot of people meet people, not everyone, via the internet. So you're talking with them. And it can be that you think you're getting on really, really well with them and you like them. And then you meet them in real life and it's like oh god I don't and then it's that fear of oh my god are they going to reject me or how am I going to reject them in a nice way and all that stuff comes into play and and that's why I don't talk to people in a sexy way on dating apps because I'm like I don't Mm. even know if I fucking fancy you I don't yeah and I was speaking to someone and they they started asking me questions but I say I don't talk about sex we were making up porn films (laughs) yeah that's different that's different but that's funny right and (laughs) then we were and then he said something and I was like oh I don't I don't talk to people like that so he wasn't it wasn't like an aggressively forward thing or anything he just mentioned something and I was like oh I don't I don't do that so then it was a really kind of philosophical conversation about sex and mm. how things work these days and so i'll talk about it in that in that kind of a way but i don't want to be sending people pictures like i used to or talking to certain pe- people a certain way and this is just me i'm giving you that part of me and that's a really intimate thing be it a one-night stand a relationship your first time with someone that you really care about there's there's a level of intimacy and there's trust and it's like i don't know you enough to know what you're going to do with that yeah you know yeah. and I don't even mean physically do with that or t- who you're gonna tell it's just like there's and 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 you know I don't want someone beating off on a picture of me and I don't fancy them <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I just that's not I'm not about that and and I think for a long time though and people do this and this is where it's tricky is some people just share that because that's what they love and they get off on it and it's a it's an understanding and and it's great but it's when people put it out there like I used to do which is I've got to keep them hooked I'm not enough without the sexy pictures or the sexy chat and don't get me wrong I love that stuff but I personally don't put that out there across to someone that I don't know on the internet anymore (laughs) it's it's a hard one because that I I get what I get what you mean with that because I me and Gareth spoke for a month before we met up Mm. just due to circumstances and I'm usually one like after having bad experiences, I'm like one, two, like two days max. And then we're, um, we're out yeah, on a date right. just so I can, yeah. Cause I even cracked a joke. I was like, you could be, you know, Maureen for Scumthorpe. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm like Eileen from Grimsby. Love and I was like, yeah, no, we need to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember a couple of times I had, cause I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sexual and I'm pretty kind of like flirtatious in that way. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple of times I tried to like make a cheeky joke just to kind of like, so that guy might've been That's doing the danger. Water. Test the waters, dip my toe fair. in. You know, Gareth shot me down. It was like, nope, we're not going there. We're not doing that. And yeah. he would always swerve the conversation away from that. So after yeah. a couple of times, I realized he's not, either not comfortable or just doesn't want to mm-hmm. want to do that. So it's fair. It's fair because you, you don't, because you, we spoke for a month as well. Like mm-hmm. you could have this conversation, but you're building an idea of a person, not the reality of a person because we always show a certain face. when we're dating so it it, it makes sense yeah yeah and then if you if you break down my 
barriers or jump through my hoops as I've said before then the floodgates are fucking wild open yeah. like <laughs> wide open I mean like you you've made it here's all your rewards <laughs> um so you've had bad experiences on the internet then did you say yeah I like did when you get I moved... fully catfished oh I don't know I think I've catfished <laughs> no, that's another story for another time um uh, I don't think I've been fully catfished because you know there's always those ones who just never turn up. They're always talking to you, always dropping. Everyone has an experience with the person who you have like an online relationship with, but they never want to see you. Really? And after like a couple of those, when they did pop up, I was just like, "Don't talk to me." I just made it very clear my boundary. If you don't want to just yeah. go to like round the corner to the coffee shop to have a coffee, you're not really interested. Mm-hmm. I think my bad, like I said, I I didn't know what I want. I didn't love myself. I was just like. I, when you don't love yourself, this is my opinion, you have no business to be going out, out trying to find a relationship. No business at all. And I completely agree, but I also think it's very important to say that that doesn't mean completely 100% love yourself. Like that. Yeah, no, yeah. It, that's a lifelong journey. And definitely. I think that there's such pressure now and that can be misconstrued and people think I have to 100% like myself all the time or I can never go out there and it's not about that. that it's about knowing about your boundaries and knowing like the base like I still don't know myself I still ask yourself yeah like yeah I didn't like who I was for a really long time yeah and yeah and that's the same I didn't like myself I didn't like where I was I didn't like what I was doing and there was just just a general level of lack of care because I didn't care for myself either and I think in quarantine that's what I've kind of been saying to Gareth like when I hadn't done my hair or hadn't done my nails and he was just like oh but it's fine I'm like it's not for you I'm just saying there's a level of care basic care for myself that I haven't maintained and it's affecting me and I know when I get like this and something needs to Mm. like that's why I needed to get my hair cut like I did my my you know so and that's why I think a lot as well is self-care is such an umbrella term and it is something that's just like dashed around now but self-care for a lot of people is making themselves feel nice and I think that's why it got so quickly attached to like doing your nails having Mm -hmm. a bath obviously it's that's that is great and that does work but there's a lot deeper stuff in self-care yes like finances yeah 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 yeah. and self-care can be really fucking painful because it's putting the work in it's it's changing those things about yourself Mm. um but also I think it's important to note that self-care doesn't mean always that you're doing it on your own yeah your self-care can involve other people yeah and the thing is like for me it's it's also friendships so if we're going to take up talk about the full extent and the deeper level of self-care is I was allowing people because I'm a I'm a giver right my my love language is to shower people with attention give them love so I'm I'm but then to give them those things, I have to take from myself. So I'm that kind of person that will give you, even if my... my, my You're running on empty. I'm running on empty. Um, so I was with, with people that I didn't need to be with financially. I wasn't saving. I didn't know how to utilize my money properly. So when people were like, one person put it in a really good way. She was just like, always think about what you're going to do for your future self. So even the fact of cleaning your room, she's like, Sometimes I wanted it to sit down, but your future self is going to thank you for when you go to work and come back and the house is clean. So do it for her. Don't do it for you now. Do it for her. So absolutely, yeah. me being responsible with money, getting out of debt, that's all forms of self-care. Um, learning how to manage my money, mm-hmm. learning how to manage my time, because time management is a really bad thing for me. I always procrastinate and then it kind of feeds into like 
me going into a depressive state because I feel like I've wasted my day. Like if for me, I can get into a vicious cycle very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So all of these things are forms of self-care. And for me, laundry as well, yeah. maintaining my laundry yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is and a really important thing. It's different strokes for different folks. Like yeah. one thing doesn't mean the same to, to someone else. So, you know, people being like uh, prescriptive and like, this is what you have to do for self-care. Yeah. It's like people have different brains, people have different backgrounds, people have different, like so, so many factors. But yeah, it's, it's different. You're right. It's different for everyone. And I think I hate when self-care gets attributed to just like either beauty or like food, like treat yourself to a little bit of whatever, but um, like a bit of cake. But that that's someone it. could be allergic to cake uh, it, or it's it, not like, part of their, you yeah. know, if you're diabetic, I, cake isn't self-care. I have struggles with certain things and the treat yourself aspect does not work for me. That fires up the addict part of my brain and it's like a go to the stuff that I know is going to really negatively impact me in the future. And when I learned coming into recovery, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned was deferred gratification and immediate gratification. And everything I did was in that moment to fix how I felt now but it was just putting a plaster on it. And more than that, it was hurting myself in the process because all my things damaged me, my future self that you're talking about. Mm. And it's like the stuff that I do that's shit that I can't be asked to do, but I know is good for me now is because in the long run, that's really going to benefit me. And it's the stuff that I do in the now that's going to fuck me up in the future. That doesn't mean, you know, and, and, and yeah, it's different to different people, but you know, I've, I've, I learned that a few years ago and that was such a big turning point for me. And my God, yeah, the room thing. Like if I have a tidy space, it's a tidy, it reflects my mind. I'm one of those people. But then I'm now also, because I always go to the extremes, like I fucking love things in a certain way. And that brings me serenity. Yeah. Like I know that I can go too far with that as well. But my God, like I used to be, fuck me, Prin, right? You'd come in my room, you wouldn't be able to get in the door. Right? Same, same. And there'd be mouldy shit under the bed. My clothes were everywhere. I would never change my bedding. There'd just be like cigarette butts everywhere, like fucking cans and wine, and and I'd fucking I'd invite people you, back into that. And the thing is, you know, it's not okay. But the thing is, like, you're not in the mindset to kind of change it in that moment in time. Because like my parents would always do this, where they'd do like drive-bys. And my mom's just like, you're sick. You're like, and, 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 I, and I, I, in other terms, I'd be like, I am sick and I'm trying to tell you I'm not okay, but you don't want to listen to that part yeah. and you want to judge me for this. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, I know this isn't okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, totally. yeah, no, I get you. I had that, I had many a time and I, it got to a point as well where I realized I could ask for help from people that were willing to help me. So like- Asking for help. Help, because you, do, you don't, self-care is also asking for help. I remember- my house because I'd finally kind of made the connection between my mind and my surroundings you know and luckily I lived alone and I remember asking Gareth because I was dating him at the time well we're still dating but you know what I mean like yeah, not yeah. seriously at the time and then a friend of mine I'm like because she'd called and asked are you okay and I literally just said I'm not I'm really yeah. not and I need help so they both literally sat in my in my house I think one of them made food was I just cleaned up I just needed someone there to help me kind of motivate me to start the process. Cause once it started, you can kind of like, you get into the yeah. role of di- But I would have never have asked anyone before and I would have sat and just let it get really bad, really it's bad. A, it's yeah. a pride thing. It's it's mm. like, for me, it's, it's a pride thing. I want to be the one to sort it all out. I want to be the one to, 
to get it all together and actually it's like I and I also I think because I have this uh I I feel like if I'm not 10 out of 10 and the way that people I think want me to be um I for ages wouldn't show up and I still do struggle with that I struggle being vulnerable with people but I've had a few occasions recently where I've had to let people see me in, in quite a state and it wasn't the worst thing in the world. And actually, mm. they understand my mind better now, you know? So yeah. it's all it's all building blocks. But um... but then it's also having those people around you who understand. Because I think I have, a, like my friend I was talking about earlier, she always invites me to shit. And nine times out of ten, I do not turn up. Because, like, mm. it's always just by chance it's on a bad day. Or it's just because, like you said, it's that being 100% of yourself. And everyone always is like, oh, Prin's the funny one. She's the one who's going to come with the story. It's pressure and I'm like, I don't want to perform. Like sometimes I actually would, you know, but if you don't talk, oh, are you okay? And then there's all those questions, so I don't turn up. But then I remember saying to her, I'm like, thank you for continuously having a space for me, even yeah, if I don't occupy ask- it. Yeah, it's just yeah. The, the fact that they're always asking and, and the fact there's that understanding there that they know that you won't a lot of the time, but when you do, it's so funny you say that because even at the beginning when I was like praying and she's like really fun, immediately... After I'd said it, I was like, oh, God, that I feel like I've pressured her. But what it is, is people say that about me, but it isn't that they think, oh, I don't know. I think what I hear when people say that about me is, oh, my God, I've got to be fun and funny all the time. Mm, and, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a natural skill. It's just in really innately. <laughs> what can I say? But it's this pressure that you have to be that all the time. And no, it isn't. It just means that when you're in that mood, you're someone that lifts the room or... or or, yeah, brings that to the table, basically. Mm-hmm. What's your worst first date scenario? Worst first date scenario. Just turning up on the person. This is this this will take you to the shallow part of my personality. Good. And I've been trying. I know. I want to be so like I'm deep. <laughs> Nothing affects me. You ain't gonna take me there. <laughs> so I did this once. I, I got dressed up, met this guy, and he photographed really well. Got there. He just was not what I, I love that phrase looking for. he photographed very well very photogenic and he was fine she had the accent like uh you know uh got there I literally was like because we hadn't even really made any plans I was well very overdressed mm. and I was just thinking nah I don't want this we went to McDonald's because I was like look let's just pop into McDonald's mm. we were talking and then after about 10 minutes I was just like and this has happened to me on two occasions where I've been the recipient of like nah this is not what I'm looking for right um and I just said yeah do you know what I'm gonna go home <laughs> yeah. and and I think I say that's the worst case scenario purely because it's you've again this is me trying to redeem myself I have created something in my mind and where to the point where I had no room for anything else so really, you just didn't fancy him and that's okay <laughs> Let me it's like, like about it doesn't have to get Oprah every time like okay you didn't, you didn't fancy him and you told him and it, that in itself is a good thing yeah and then he was just like can I call you again I was like we could be friends but why do we always say that it's like i don't want to be your friend well sometimes we do but it's it's going no but then it's delivering it in a way that's not like no see ya which is uh yeah it's oh i know this is like completely random as well but gareth shaved my hair for the first time by the way the first thing i thought when i saw you was yes 
yes, you look fucking sick. He, he's never done Afro hair before, and I've even got a slight fade in the what back. So you can guy. see my jelly rolls. And oh my like, God, ah. I love this. <laughs> that and looks then amazing. I kept the hairball. <laughs> Called it. Turn it into like fashion it into some kind of a. Oh, there it is. Meredith, <laughs> the merry hairball. <laughs> Put it on the Christmas tree. And it's just like she's so beautiful. And the gap was like, "Are you gonna throw her away?" I'm like, "No, I'll keep her." <laughs> uh, sorry, random. <laughs> you have to hang that from your Christmas tree. Yeah, just be like. These are all of my fears and worries are personified oh in that one ball. It's like let's let's burn it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's going to fucking stink, though. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've never smelt like burnt hair before. What? No, I've never smelt like burnt Prin, hair before. Prin, it's the worst fucking smell Is in it? the world. Is oh it my like God, wool? Oh, mate, it's the worst smell in the world. Like, seriously. Okay. The worst is if you burn your nostril hair and then you cannot get away from the smell. I feel like this is a. I I feel like yeah. I was like, I feel that's a story. That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Well, I did it just the other day, and this time it was much more PG fun. Uh, I say PG. I was making a cup of tea. (laughs) And uh, I burnt the arm hair on my arm, just being in. I was basically a bit cold, so I was just Mm -hmm. like, Mum's got one of those kettles that takes five thousand years to boil. It's like a stovetop one, and I was there about fifteen minutes in, and was a bit cold so I just sort of put my hands around the kettle for some warmth and um yeah my arm hair just all singed it's like shorter on one arm than the other now um and yeah it fucking stank and that's just reminded me actually of when me and my cousin had a bath together I can't remember how old we were but we're like the same age she's a week older than me and we decided that we should shave our arms oh no that we shaved our arms in the bath because we thought boys would like us more god yeah. And uh, yeah, and then we both had really, really hairy arms for ages, and mine are still very, very hairy. I'm quite a hairy gal, um, but um, they're blonder now. But yeah, and my sister laughs at me because when I shave my legs, you can almost see it growing back in. It grows that quickly. So like by the uh, evening, I've just got stubby. You've got legs. shadow. Do you know what? Yeah. I, mean? uh, just like, I, was, I was like, is this just me, Jesus? Is this just me, Jesus? No. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yes, no. Like it's I guess, this bit for me the bit so above I've the also, ankle i've also got a beard right yeah. and like gareth's just like it's not it's fine and i remember my dad going like your mother had a beard when i met her and it's fine so when someone loves you it'll yes. be okay and i'm like <laughs> thanks dad and he was right he was right but yeah. from time to time i just want the sensation of a smooth sure. like yeah. chin so yeah. i've got some nair cream because my sister's like don't shave it don't pluck it just nair mm. it nair cream literally i kid you not by 4 p.m that day there's already little spikes yeah, coming out and i'm absolutely. just like on my I, hair because i'm i'm hairy as fuck as well yeah, and yeah. i remember my mum saying to me like um do you know what shave you can shave your arms and then i just got to a point where i was just thinking if i shave my arms i'm going down a dark road who am i and, doing it for that's the thing like exactly. do, you shave, do you shave your body hair I used to, because I'm so hairy, because I've got PP mm. costs. So I've got a hairy, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a snail trail that comes literally up to my diaphragm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've got hairy, like, butt crack. <laughs> oh, my God. Mine's <laughs> like, like a forest, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, for a long time, I didn't know women had hair in their butt crack. Yeah. Um, until I, I was a lot older. Uh, yeah, and then I've got, like, hairy nostrils. And you looked nostrils. into someone else's bum hole. No, I looked into the, the black hole that was their anus. No. No. I saw my future and also a very hairy crack. No, do you know what it was? I, 
was talking to you about hair removal because I've done laser. My mum mm. paid for laser treatment and I was just like, I didn't want to go through all of that again because of yes. PCOS, they can't guarantee. It grew back, basically. It's traumatic as well, like having to go there, I think. I um, mean, it's, it's, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it would be a lot more painful. And the ladies that did mine were really, really nice. But they kept doing, and I didn't know this was a thing, they kept get, getting higher on my face. And I said to them, no, it literally is just this mm-hmm. area here. And they're like, oh, it's preventative. And then my um, Gareth's friend, who's a beautician, was just like, using the laser in certain areas stimulates hair growth so it probably was to stimulate mm. hair growth in that area and then get you to come back because i because i never wow. had hair on my cheeks it was, it was just yeah and like now i have it on my face here and <gasps> i i haven't reached that point yet i'm cool with letting my beard grow i'm lucky i'm dark enough nine times out of ten people don't see it mm. but then also i'm like fuck it i don't care but I haven't gotten to the point where I would just let it grow, grow. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like shit like this is like, look, you don't have to get to that point if you don't want to. If you do, that's great as long as you're doing it and you're comfortable with that. And it's just all that stuff. It's like, you know, I for a while would like, yeah, go and get waxes um, because I thought that's what people wanted. And actually it was like the pain that I went through, like I had really bad ingrown hairs. It was like so, 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 so bad. And then... I stopped and now I have a 1970s French woman bush. I do. <laughs> Same, so do you. So do but I. But like, I also, I'm just going to turn my phone off because it did that. I don't know if that's you or me. Is your phone by the thing? Yes, but it was, I didn't get that noise. But yeah, no, I, uh, anytime I try to, I was recording, um, the opening to my podcast and it, it basically is me making lots of noises and like food breaking yeah, and crunching yeah, food yeah, yeah, and it's like ha, 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 and then we hear is like, <laughs> and i'm like can i work that in yeah why not? <laughs> why not get that in that's a bit of asmr um what we're talking about uh, 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 uh yeah 20th century bush yeah yeah, yeah. So, like and i have and the, the other thing that i do is and this is very much to do with breakups right because you know you change your hair when you have a breakup. The yeah, ages course, I was yeah. trying to grow my hair, right? Yeah. So what I did um, a couple of breakups ago, I've actually only ever had like three proper boyfriends, three and a half. But really? yeah, after the breakup before this, I um, I didn't want to cut my hair. So I shaved my pits because I'd had hairy pits and I'd grown them out. And then this breakup, what I did is cut my hair but then started growing my armpit hair out. I'm sorry you're mm-hmm. eating noodles whilst I'm saying this. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Mm, I'm hairy sorry. noodles. Ooh, no. yum, 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 yum. Uh, yeah, but I remember going to get a wax and um, I was mortified because it's my first wax in years or ever, I can't remember. And the, the beautician, after she'd done, and it was, you know, the whole like leaning on all fours to do the fucking inside of your bum and all that sort of stuff. I was like, right, I'm over it. The torture's gone, the mental and physical torture. And then she just went, and shall we do this as well? And just pointed oh, at my no. flash. And, I, and in that moment, because this was a few years ago, I was just like, uh, yeah, sure, okay. And then I turned up to work, because I got it done on the way to work, just a bright red moustache. But I have quite a stash going on. And it is what it is. I'm 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 fit as fuck and I've got a bit of a tash. There's lots of people that have them. Do you know what? And the thing is, I think the minute you start messing because like I have Where do you stop with it? Where do you stop? Because the minute you start messing with things like mm. where do you stop? Like my mum would not let me shave my legs for anything when I was younger. Mm. And 
I was just like, it's really embarrassing because I have to wear shorts. She wouldn't buy me. My, like, sometimes I think, I was like, mum, you could have made my life a lot easier. Like, she wouldn't buy me. <laughs> I think buttons. everybody thinks that. Yeah. Not you about your mum. I think they're like, all never... going around being like, fucking hell, Prince's mum really needs to just, like, she could have really helped me out with that one. But. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I had one eyebrow and then she wouldn't let me um, shave my legs and whatever. But then when I started doing all this stuff, because at, at some point my mum was like, fine, okay. Because also mm. there's like relaxing my hair. My mum wouldn't relax my yeah, hair. Yeah. And then, um, um, finally I was like I just really I just want to look like one of the girls in the box I just want to do it I started to relax my hair I tweezed my eyebrows I shaved my legs I shaved like because the thing is like I couldn't take the pain of waxing so I shaved and same problem ingrown hairs that spikiness doing you know, with like partners and they're like ow what's that and I was like oh that's my two o'clock growth yeah and I, and I feel it more than you do <laughs> you do you do it's a bristle like, to you and it's full-on fucking pain to me and do you re- do you remember like when you get your butt hairs waxed when you fart it's noisy oh my like- god <laughs> I had a conversation about this I won't say who with because I'll get embarrassed but they literally they sent me a text and they were like aren't your farts really loud and echoey now I was like oh my god yes like, that's but then I found myself like wanting to do it because I was like this is like a fun game oh like yeah absolutely yeah the, I couldn't do silent but deadly ones because I'm a gaseous person I fart all the time but you can't smell sure. them and then like all you hear is like boop, boop, boop. I'm like <laughs> If I eat well, which is the majority of my life now, I am I actually do not fart a lot, right? But fuck me, I burp. I'm yeah, such a burper. Yeah. But my best friend at school had to teach me how to burp because I couldn't burp. I just used to go and sort of put my chin down and that was my burp. And she would let them rip. And she like taught me how to burp. And from that moment on, my life improved by about 15%. Do you know what I think? That's also something that's taught to women because... I do this thing where when I'm at home, mm. I burp so loud. Sometimes it shocks Gareth. He's like, where the f- did that come from? Literally and I'm thinks like, it's an earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when I'm out, my mum taught me how to, she's like, you don't burp like that. And this is how you burp in public. So I'll be mm. like, I'll let the gas come into my throat and then just slowly breathe it out. Like I'm exhaling from a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah. hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's, there's lots of things I think, you know, as women, we're, we're trained to do. And even if we're not trained, we see other people doing it. And, That's it. And it's yeah. all the unlearning stuff. But it's doing that yeah. without, like, shaming other people for it. Yeah, exactly. Because you want to do what you want to do. But mm. I think it's he... just as long as you have an understanding of what the impetus is behind it and why you're doing these things. And that actually some of it is because you prefer it. I yeah. shave my legs because I just like the feeling of having shaved legs. So I shave my legs every day quickly which is probably why I still cut my legs 95% of the time when I shave my legs and I'm nearly There's always that one, like, sting all of a sudden during the day. So somewhere stings, you're like, what? And you're like, how the hell did I cut that? Oh, no, mine is I'll walk from the shower to my bed and then realise there's a pool of blood on the floor. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, fuck. There's just a trail of blood followed me. Honestly, it happens Is this you? I know. But, yeah, as long as you know that if you're doing it because it makes you feel good and not doing it because of pressure. But then yeah. again, it you know. Does it make me feel good or is it yeah. still a learned? It's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a hard one because especially with like shaving my hair, mm. I, everybody kept on saying to you because I can grow hair, mm. but with Afro hair, it just takes so long. And I was like, I didn't care about it. I'm like, this is taking so much of my life. And then when it's not good because I'm not maintaining it, I don't feel, I don't feel happy. Right. Plus I started getting so stressed. I don't know if you can see, 
like the front I you probably can't see it but the front of my hair is really really thin so my hairline actually kind of starts about here um I got yeah. I got a bold patch here the yeah. other time and then I was just like do you know what I just can't be bothered anymore it's mm. not a, a like a major factor factor in my life mm. I think you know I look like my daddy I've got the face to pull it off. Let's just just cut all of it off. And my mum was like, no, no. Like she, my mum and dad really didn't like it. And then when I, after a while, they were like, okay, we like it. And then it grew back. And then I started braiding again. And then I remembered how much I hated it. Yeah. Um, and then even Gareth was like, yeah, but that little bit, like I had kind of like short back and sides. It's like that yeah. little bit looks really nice. And I said to him, do you know what, is it, I want you to be really honest, honest with me. Is it because you don't like the way I look when I don't have the hair? Because if that's the case, I can I can see where you're coming from. And this is a discussion that we need to have because I will always default to shaving my hair now. Yeah. Like, cause I can get wigs, you know, yeah. I don't really want to have hair anymore. And he's like, no, I just thought it's just a nice style. So it makes me kind of always question myself, should I really, cause there's some days where, you know, having a different hairstyle means you have to have like kind of switch up your style as well. Like mm. it makes me think I'm like, oh, should I should I grow my hair out or do I look nice? Because my dad, I, I rang him yesterday when I had it done and he was just like, oh, my gosh, it's really horrible. You look like a boy. And I was like, I don't look like a boy. And even if I do, I look like a very good looking boy. You look amazing. But do you think it's a kind of a cultural and societal pressure for you to, to switch up your hair more or do there you think just for women well. in general do you think that because I'm just sat here I haven't changed my or I have changed my hair but I'm quite happy with it now but what I do with my hair is I get to a point where I love it and then I change it yeah like I, I reach my aim and then I just <laughs> fuck it off and do something else and like I kept for a while <clears> I finally <throat> learned my lesson just putting blonde in the end of my hair it looked shit it looked terrible like it looked good for like a little bit, but then three years later, she's having another breakdown. Fucking put the blonde back in the hair. I know when you look at the history of your hair, you can, you can tell where you were at with yeah. that. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Whereas generally... now my hair is just short-ish, curly, fringe. Yes, this it is seems my to, does. But I think life. you've also got a face to pull off anything. So uh, from from the different, I think I've seen you with three different hairstyles, mm. and I think all of them suited you. And even if you look back and are, uh, you know, about the blonde, I thought the blonde looked good too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think when I last saw you, that was when it was thriving. But oh, then, okay. But then it was like when it just got a bit orange and at the bottom, but baby girl, no. <laughs> it's just like, this is not, it. it's not, yeah, chopper chopper. What is your funeral song, Prin? Oh, Offspring. Um... Love this already. Amazing. Deep inside your soul, there's a hole you don't want to see. Every single day, what you say makes no sense to me. Even though I try, I can't get my head around you. And it goes, ah, just give deeper. That is my favorite. I love that. Oh, my God. Because everyone will be sitting there expecting some, like, Google, mm. like, Iris by Google Gels or something oh, indie. God, and then all of a sudden, not. it's like... <laughs> that is my funeral song. Everyone that. is going to pop rocket out to that mm. and some Lincoln Park. Um, I think album Metaphoria. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And then that'll Fair. be. Fair. Send me off in style and then get drunk. Yeah. Nice. Prin, you're on death row. Oh, you've killed someone. I want to mm. know who you've killed and I want to know what you are eating, what you're snacking upon after you've taken someone's life. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I've killed a family member. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. I killed a family member. <laughs> Bitch deserved it. I took my time. That's why I'm on death row. 
and I'm eating so I've thought about this right I'm, I'm eating it's called mpotompoto so basically yam pottage so I'm gonna go traditional they get my mum she probably won't do it so they'll have to go to the AF restaurant I'd ask for them to get my mum to cook mpotompoto deliver it nice. have some fried chicken on the side yeah and then pe- um, uh, and Captain Quine, which is peanut butter soup. So peanut butter yes. soup with rice balls. So I just go all West African on yes. their ass and just ask for pot and potter, yeah, Captain Quine with rice balls, some plantain, some fried chicken, some jollof rice. Delicious. What about so your when they... bevy? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm gonna have a whiskey sour. Yeah. With two maraschino cherries in there. Yeah. I'll ask them to give me a picture because if I'm on my way out, give me a picture and then give me yeah, like a little yeah, yeah. bottle of maraschino cherries to pop in there. I love that. And then With a straw, a really long straw. <laughs> really long straw, metal for the environment. And <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> some fizzy water just to, to get all the sweetness out. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Just slosh and gargle and spit. Yeah. And I'll just be like, I'm good. I'm good. Because I'll be like, if I'm going to hell, I'll see her there. <laughs> So, Prin, after our date, candles and all, mm-hmm. I would like to know, will our platonic love blossom into romance? Will our shared dating trauma set the scene for a one-night stand? Or are you simply going to ghost me after discovering way too much information? I think it would set the scene for another date. I think definitely we would have kissed, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. looking lovingly into each other's eyes. Well, I say not lovingly, lustfully into each other's eyes, because you've got sure. a great butt. Thanks. Banging tits. Thanks. I think my personality, I think people aren't initially attracted to me at first. It's like talking to me that kind of builds that, you know, right. Percolation downstairs really? for me. Yeah. I just like, and to everyone out there, I think I'm hot. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're smoking hot. Let's not fucking, please. But I definitely know I'm not like generically uh, attractive to people. I've got a unique look. So I think, um, a lot of the time people getting to know me then like they fall for me after the fact not initially but also i think when you have a strong look be that how you style yourself or you know how you present yourself to the world you're already weeding out all the fuck boys and the dickheads or the the fuck girls Mm -hmm. or like you're you're separating the wheat from the chaff because it's like you attract people that they like it or they don't yeah i'm like marmite yeah i'm like marmite you either love me or you don't and, and I, I think, love Marmite. Do you know what I mean? So I think after our date, we probably would have had like a really good snog, um, depending on how we both felt, because it might be a situation like, do you know what? This is fire. Like the, mm-hmm. the sexual tension is good. We might I mean, have even you saying that, I'm like, oh, Yeah, feel it. do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we might have decided I get what just... you're talking about, actually. You talk and I'm falling. <laughs> I'm falling from a great height. And I don't care where I land. I just hope it's in between your boobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Preferably. So... Um, I feel like we probably kind of like, depending on how we felt, I would have slept together, but still had a second date or waited to keep the sexual tension building. No, 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 no. They weren't the options, Prin. Okay. Okay. You can either have a one night stand with this vanilla podded (laughs) princess, or you can be in love with me forever, or you can ghost me. Uh, love in love with you forever love with you forever i'm in love with you forever already as it is oh thank you i would have taken one night stand too because these titties are gorgeous (laughs) 
and I could have dangled them in your face. But, um, <laughs> you can give I, me a tit wank. I can give you a tit wank. <laughs> oh no, itty bitty kitty. <laughs> oh, pretty. <sighs> it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. Oh, it's this has been so fantastic. Lovely. And like, we will do this again. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Oprah. Um, I mean, dating my mates. <laughs> huge, huge, huge thanks to Digit Music. You can follow them at Digit underscore music and check out all the amazing stuff they're doing. And please follow us on Spotify. And if you could download to listen to the episode, why do I always put a downward inflection on download to download? That would be amazing as it helps massively. You can now also listen to us on all your Apple products. So that's iTunes, Granny Smith, Apple Podcast, Pink Lady, Golden Delish, all of them. And you can do really fun things like rate, subscribe and review. Oh, God. And thank you to Prin. I've just had the most gorgeous, wonderful date with you. Thank Have you. you enjoyed the date? Oh my gosh, I feel like all my dates should be like this. It's been... All right, Gary, if you're hearing that. Yeah, he's hearing that. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Right, I love you very, very much. And um, we'll date again soon. We'll date again soon. Mwah. Mwah.